0: Welcome, my Facebook friends, YouTube, and whatever podcast you're watching this. Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Sage. Our guest today, my good friends out of Kenya, Africa, Frank and Grace, not Kitanga, but Mutanda. Is that right? Did I say it right? Oh, did I mess it up? Oh, man me and names so 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 frank and grace welcome to the podcast how are you both
1: fantastic uh,
2: yeah
0: you know uh before we get into your names because this kenyan names is killing me so we're going to talk about it in a minute (laughs) but uh today's topic we're going to talk about the impact of COVID 19 on today's uh, on african entrepreneurs uh Grace and um, Frank and Grace tomorrow are hosting a a forum. Frank, you have close to over 150 people signed up so far. Uh, You're probably gonna get over 200 folks signed up for this event. Um, And so so that'll be tomorrow and we're gonna talk about the event tomorrow. But what we wanted to do before we get to tomorrow's event and before we get to COVID-19, kind of talk about the Frank and Grace's journey and how they got here. But first, let's talk about, as you guys all know, Frank uh, is the executive director of NEMA Project Kenya. As well, he runs the Nehemiah Nairobi uh, Entrepreneurship Community Center, the first community, community center in, uh, in, in uh, officially open in Africa, particularly in Kenya. Uh, Frank, before we get into your journey and so forth, let's talk about these Kenyan names. Because um, this is the second time this happened to me. <laughs> So you are Mutunga, uh, but you both are Grace and Frank uh, Mutunga. So tell me kind of how that works.
1: <laughs>
2: so I am Grace Mutunga. Okay. I'm married to Mutunga. So Frank Frank is Mutunga. If I call myself Kitonga, then um, I am Mrs. Kitonga, that's his mom. Mrs. Kitonga is his mom.
0: Oh, so, so Mrs. Itanga is his mother's last name? Yes. So I mean, in Kenya, her it's,
1: it's, it's <laughs> her middle
0: name. Oh, her middle name. I
1: don't know. Okay. So let's see if we can get this right. So what you have to know is, Patrice, do you have a middle name? I, Patrice I don't.
0: Agu, you I don't? don't. So, no. We
1: always generally in Kenya, generally speaking, we will have three names. We will have Frank Mutunga Kitonga.
2: Grace Nyambura Kamau.
1: That, so everybody has a. But when you get married, then the wife takes the middle name, which is my name, because Kitonga is my father's name.
0: Oh. So, so the so wife what, doesn't take your, your last name. They take your middle name.
1: Yes, which is my name.
0: Where'd you get that name from?
1: Well, my parents gave me so. Generally, my last name is, according to the syntax, I have to get my father's name as my. As she has to, her last name is her father's name. But my, my names are my first two names. So Frank Mutunga is really me as an an identity alone, but belonging to the Kitonga clan or Kitonga family. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Oh, so. Okay. For, for us in America, also in Cameroon, we keep take we carry on the last names. An example, my grandfather, his, his, his name was Tubney. That's his last name, right? Okay. He's the patriarch of the Tubney claim. Hmm. So you have several thousand Tubneys around the world. <laughs> and the wives are also Tubney. So my mother's so my mother's last name is Tamni, the a Tamis. So we all sumne's. If you married to a Tumni family, you take on a Tamni name. But not so in Kenya.
1: No. So so Grace will never be, she will be in the Kitonga family, but she her name is Mutunga. So you will always refer to her as Mrs. Mutunga. If you come and say Mrs. Kitonga, then Although there are some cultures where this is a little different. I think there's some, because we have many tribes. So there are tribes where this is not 100% true, but it's the different tribes, but me and Grace belong to this. But this is more like 80% of Kenya. Mm-hmm. This is okay. common.
0: So, okay, so, Kitang, so Mutanga is, so <laughs> just, is this <laughs> a name yeah. they made up? Or is it, does it come from somebody in your family or just your original name they gave you?
1: Oh, so so now that's interesting. It could come from somebody in my family. So we actually almost, in certain tribes, we have a naming nomenclature. In a sense, there's a formula. The first son of a home is called, according to the father of the man. And then, yeah, so there is a process on how that middle name comes. But it actually, it can be very ancestral.
0: Okay. Well, you know, this is the, uh, the global Nehemiah entrepreneurship community, right? We learned culture. <laughs> so today, friends, you've learned Kenyan culture 101, right? <laughs> naming.
1: The naming part, yeah.
0: Now, Frank and Grace, you both have been trailblazers in Kenya. Um, you came into a territory that there was a B program before and you restarted it and you took it to a whole nother level right now you are the most uh, active operation outside of the united states um first of all grace i remember we talked uh, about this before you guys even stepped up you know grace is so gracious she has this gracious demeanor but she has a tough spine you know what i mean you know absolutely and um yeah. You, you really stepped out in faith here. Grace, have you been surprised of what God has done and what your husband has done? Have you been, have, have you been surprised at all?
2: Well, I'd say yes and no. Um, uh, yes, because uh, it, it has superseded my expectations. Mm-hmm. And no, because when, when I met Frank, um, this is, uh, 17 plus five years ago. That's, uh, 23, 23 years ago. Ooh. Um, and that uh, this 17 years is just married, but marriage, but I saw, um, like a Joshua, like, like a Joseph in him. And I knew this man, um, would certainly be placed on the sixteenth floor someday, and I told him. And his stock, his passion for Africa, I have known it for twenty-three years. So what is happening now is, uh, you know, just a confirmation of those words he kept saying during our years of dating, during our first years of marriage, and so on and so forth. So. I th- it's just unfolding, and and it's a, it's unfolding very beautifully, very beautifully.
0: So you're you're kind of tired of hearing about it. Is you're kind of glad he's doing it now?
2: <laughs> it's finally here, Patrice. <laughs> it's, it's it's finally here. I mean, he's he's finally set up to take on Africa.
0: Wow. Yeah. So when you married him. This sense of vision, this sense of passion for Africa and people and entrepreneurs was evident.
2: Yes, it was. Wow. Very evident, including, um, and the biggest aspect of it, every moment he spoke about Africa, business, Entrepreneurship was not a big word back then, but it was really business, but it's all the same. Um, the biggest thing about it was altar place, the altar in the marketplace.
0: Wow. Which is the weekly prayer that he does now.
2: So which is what he does now. Wow. But then now we realize he started it way, 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 way back then in the wow. different companies he's worked in.
0: Yeah. So, Frank, let me go to you now. So, what led you, um, and I know your wife just kind of shared, what led you to start Nehemiah Project Kenya? At which point do you feel like this is it for you?
1: Um, So, I think, first of all, the, the part of Nehemiah itself Blame it on Patrice and a lady called Deborah. Those (laughs) two have a lot to do with this, but there's a whole journey before this. There's a whole story and I'll just tell you a very short part of it. Uh, I used to, when I was working, I was trying what we call side hustles and my side hustle was farming and in farming, I, I did some melons once in about a an acre and a half. And I was so excited about how much money I was going to make out of this. It was going to be as big as a a cooperative loan, as in it's like getting a loan. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was excited to do this, uh, one and a half acres of melons. And you know what, a disease, a, a rust or something hit the thing and the melons were dwarfed. Melons are supposed to be something like this, The melon ended up being very little. And I had to harvest. I brought them home. And at the time I was working, I didn't have to sell the melons. I just could have thrown them away. But I decided, no, I'm not going to throw away my product. So Mm -hmm. I remember a very good friend of mine called Pastor Pastor Oscar. I borrowed his car because his vehicle was a station wagon then. I put my melons at the back and went to a local a uh, township area or something like that. We are living in Buruburu then. And I started singing and calling people to buy my melons. And I was like, 50 more, 50 shillings, 50 oh, shillings, 50 yeah. shillings. <laughs> I was hawking actually. And in the middle of hawking, you're always thinking, you have to be licensed. So if you do that without the license, you're in trouble. Anyway, so Patrice, I'm selling this thing. And I asked God, what am I doing here? and God spoke to me. He said, the reason you're here is I wanted you to know what is the problem of the African farmers, that they don't have a good market for their product. And I, it, well, that's one place I knew that I knew. And by the way, Grace did not want to come near those melons anywhere near them. <laughs> anyway, so that time is when I heard that voice. There was something inside me that it was not enough to be in the corporate world. Something needed to change about how uh, uh, farmers can get a market for their product. I think that that's where the quickening for this journey for me, if I can think of a light moment. And that has led me into the rest of my career to end up with... with, uh, Um, ending up at Nehemiah, where the vision grew and grew and grew. One other quick story, Patrice. I was part of a global sourcing strategy team, um, and we had been sent into deep part of Tanzania. So I traveled all the way from here, all the way to, to Tanzania, on the western side of Tanzania, went by road, and... All the way, there was a whole quickening, something special was happening in my heart during that time. Anyway, this five team journey, I mean, five team group that was going, they were going to look for cocoa. Nestle was at the time, one of the largest buyers, or they are still buyers of, of cocoa because of chocolate. Anyway, so as part of that team, we go there, and we get to this group of farmers who are immaculate, they were singing so well. We were in a cocoa farm and on the floor, they, I mean, on the ground they had put leaves, banana leaves. It was great, it was beautiful. But I knew that I knew what these people want. We didn't have a solution for them at that point. Not in the sense that they needed. And I remember people, you need to solve the problem. You need to solve the problem of entrepreneurship. And that began the journey for me, um, which now combined with this whole other area, where, by the way, Patrice, I've worked for about four different organizations, four or five. There's no organization I went to where we did not start a very serious fellowship that actually influenced the direction of the company, that we, we will rule the company from our knees. I've told stories where we will lay hands on machines that are not working uh, during a prayer and fasting day. We used to call them solemn assemblies. And we will decree about the machines producing correctly and doing all that. And we will see cost of product, Patrice, out of just the evidence. As in my partner, you've met my partner. He is yeah. one of the guys. He actually ran that factory some days for some years. We've seen cost of product coming down and becoming more competitive than other markets because we were praying in our factory. And wow. so a combination of those two stories is a background of this hunger to see Africa transformed uh, through entrepreneurship. And there are more stories, but I think let's, let's, let's manage that, I guess.
0: What I appreciate about your story is you've experienced corporate Africa. You know which is where the criminal creme are in Africa, multinationals. It's either multinational politics, <laughs> you know, yeah. or maybe even um, small, medium-sized enterprises in Africa that are doing well. But you, you kind of were part of that middle class. You now coming to help entrepreneurs. You're not yeah. leading from a place of lack or hunger but you're leading from a place of having known what privilege is, knowing what, what the good part looks like and trying to bring your people to that place. Let's talk about that a little bit because the reality is that what you, ha- what you experience in executive in multinational Africa is what most Africans want, right? It's like leaving Africa and going to Europe, America, but, with, but still being within Africa. Let's talk about that. Because why didn't you stay in corporate, knowing that from that position of privilege, you can do a, you you, you helping Africa steal. What's the itch that made you want to leave that place of privilege to launch a business with highly Risky, let alone go to an email project? So that's, that's another
1: huge one, uh, Patrice. I finished my last assignment, I was working as president for Nuru, and we made a strategic decision to sell out the business. And at that time, I was ready to go back to corporate world, very eligible, and I got ready to apply. In fact, I had friends who were very well connected, said, hey, we have something here, can you come? We wanna do this. As I was getting ready to make that transition, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, your days in corporate world are over. And that's the time I was doing BE, by the way, Patrice, with Deborah. And, and I felt very clearly it was time to move out. To be very sincere, I didn't know to where, but I knew, and I remember applying for a complete job, looking at it, and when I looked at what it was and what it will offer, I said, no, this. This is what I, we're used to, this is a life we lived in, but this is not it. And I knew, in fact, to be very sincere with you, I remember lying on the floor, telling God, will you make sure my children have medical cover? (laughs) because that's one of the most expensive things that I knew outside the corporate world I'll probably never have that and I remember making a deal telling god god will you make sure my children have medical cover because I don't know
0: where we can get that and oh so, um, for a minute so frank comes home or to your room or wherever and he and he says she's like abraham going to sarah and said, we got to kill the boy <laughs> right I I just made it back with God and he tells you, your beloved son must be laid on the altar. However, that came across, that's how Sarah felt. So what's your reaction? Grace.
2: Well, um, I panic, (laughs) Um, I'm thinking about, um, because I know what our budget is month on month. um, And I'm thinking, How are we going to meet, how are we going to meet our needs? Um, What shall we do? Yes, uh, for medical, Um, that's a big one. But then what about the rest of the needs? And I panic, I am disturbed. I, you know, up and down the stairs as I do my chores and, you know, manage the family and go about my businesses. That's all that's in my mind. How? Shall we survive? And um, I came across a scripture in Matthew, um, I think it's chapter five or six, where Jesus says, do not worry about this, that, the other. He gives a list. So I went through the list and I figured, well, I'd read this verse before, But you see, then I wasn't in in those shoes. Mm. But then now I was so, and now I had to learn how to take this very word day by day by faith, Mm -hmm. committing that when Jesus said this, those many years ago, it was for me for such a time as this. And he gave us this many children, five of them. We thank God for them, all of them and he will provide without us going down without us going down
0: wow it was really right. a leap of faith
2: yes it was a leap of
0: faith you guys <laughs> have some <It> is.
2: <laughs> it's ten <years> of faith.
0: <laughs> you have a lot of followers uh, so let me kind of tell you what's going on on uh on facebook so you get a sense of what's happening so um so ronnie says how much he loves you guys you guys know ronnie he has a office yeah. for himself yeah. and um anthony says speaking of a factory assembly machine to work efficiently god has a place in factoring you know <laughs> so you're encouraging you know in other words the christian faith ought to be relevant no matter where you are and the mm-hmm. power of the holy ghost and the holy spirit can make things work and you demonstrated that and uh, Jonathan says, wow, what an encouraging story with my machines here failing to upgrade. Speak of a Amen. Jonathan, activate your faith, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, so, and, and John says amazing stories, great couple, we celebrate you. So you got a lot of folks there. I can keep going on and on. But um, Anthony says, your name Kitanga means rich one. Is that true?
1: Actually, Patrice, I have a very interesting name. My name Mutonga means many returns. And then my name Kitonga means rich one. So is many returns richly? How do you say that? Many returns richly. richly. So my destiny, Patrice, you better get to know me is wealth beyond you can imagine? So, praise God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Grace, we both hit a jackpot.
2: We did. <laughs> we, we definitely did. <laughs> we
0: did. So, this temporary um, uh, trial is better yet for a moment. Ooh. We await that moment where we we'll look back and say, Wow, look what God <laughs> did. Amen.
2: Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. So,
0: so um frank question for you i'm gonna make a statement i want you to clarify or correct it there are many friends in africa multinationals that are playing it safe when god can be using them to transform the the continent true false why why not
1: absolutely true um patrice being in the corporate world is like It's fantastic. What it comes with the car, the air, the you know, you travel the glamour, the travel, pastries. I travel every. I don't know which I've traveled, wherever. I've traveled and traveled. I filled passports. It's like it's like. How do you say it? Sometimes it's like having a carpet, um, hiding the truth about about what you really own. You live right above and there's a perfect carpet. And as long as you have that job, you have that, it comes with that. And it's not easy to leave that, especially especially to go into the darkness. Because many times when we accept that call, it's like you go into a complete place of oblivion. I never thought what it would mean to... To wait for my clients to pay to get a salary, or to, to tell Grace, let's see who pays. Therefore, then we can pay rent. I never imagined what that is, Patrice. And so I can say here that living is is not easy at all, especially with there is so much that makes you feel not living. While living is easy, you can also do it carelessly, Patrice. There is a timing when God is leading you. I think if I left maybe many years ago, I would not have had the training and, and what I needed to, to be who I am today. So I think actually I can say true and false, both depending on the individual and what God is saying. Mm. But I, I was actually speaking to one of our speakers who will be speaking to us tomorrow. And he's made uh, the transition as well. He will have been in corporate, but he's been called to government. And he sees the call to government, not an easy call, because he has to be the light in the darkness in in the middle of a lot. And we'll hear maybe a bit of his story tomorrow. And so I, I completely agree. We can be hiding behind very good jobs, instead of allowing ourselves to go where God wants us to go. There's a lot of work out here. I am amazed by, and you're probably going to that next, but I'm amazed by how much value this 20 years in corporate world brings to an everyday entrepreneur.
0: Wow. I love the point you make about the training that you got from multinational corporate training, which which begs the point as to the value of 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 the multinational or the value of being in the west and if all of us saw that kind of like moses was prepared and trained in the palace of egypt right if all of us are mindful of what god is preparing them for versus going in for safety uh then we'll all the 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 continent will be a lot better off right Mm -hmm that, yeah. that understand the season. So Frank, if somebody watching right now, and they are in the multinational, in, in, in one of the multinationals in Africa, and they're saying, Frank, I, my heart has been burning like yours. And I, I do want to make that move. You talked about the importance of doing it right, doing it in the right timing. What advice would you give them as they're prepared to transition for, to have a greater impact, whether in government or in entrepreneurship in Africa?
1: Um, I, 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 for the fear of sounding too spiritual, but I say the, 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 the the first place to start is a place of prayer. Mm. We've got to, this place of being broken so that you can be guided by God is very key. For me that that's that place of beginning, God what do you want? Is this the right timing? Show me. I believe God is more than willing to take your hand and show you. For me, that's the beginning. But now beyond the prayer part, So you prayed, you believed. What's your passion? What, where is it that you want to go? Um, Patrice, I'm surprised. The first thing I did, I, I, it wasn't calculated Is I went to do uh, BE. Mm. Imagine. That's where my journey, in a sense, began. That's where I started to put, because the problem with being in corporate world, especially into business, maybe not into government, but into business, is you think you know business. <laughs> you, you've been shielded. You have account, super accountants working with you. You have super lawyers working with you. So whenever you want information, you walk to your colleague who is, perfect person in that area and you think you know so the day you're on your own in the street you think you know how to sell oh my goodness you don't know how to sell (laughs) and i don't want to say that badly we we, uh, yeah that's why a lot of people come from corporate world and they probably need a wilderness to help them recalibrate and then (laughs) then take off I, i think i'm still recalibrating Honestly, Because you have a certain high mind, uh, uh, Grace has been trying for years to make me value oh no. ten shillings. <laughs> I, I don't want ten shillings. I always store in thousands. You know, uh, sweetie, millions, even, even millions. <laughs> and she's telling me, no, 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 no. Can we take care of the ten shillings? And and so and so that's one of the things I'll say. I'll say training is good. Get yourself in the right community. And I like to say community. So allow me to say community. And, and get yourself there and start in the place of prayer. And whatever you do, bring the knowledge, but take out the clock, yeah? the, the aura, and, and just be willing to learn from somebody who's been in this.
0: Um, wow.
1: I, I think that that's key. I
0: love it. I want to ask you the same question, Grace. Um, I love the candor grace uh, uh frank here's what uh zef you know who Zeph is uh maybe i'm not sure but here's what yeah. Zeph said amazing couple <laughs> frank has helped me think biblical entrepreneurship with a whole new perspective and how to monetize my gifts i love working with him because one of the challenge is that thank you guys keep those comments coming uh one of the challenge is that sometimes if those are corporate they don't even know how to monetize their gifts right because you're, you're in a system and you're kind of protected, right? You are Moses in the palace, yes. right? You've not really experienced real world. Well. Frank, uh, for those watching say, hey, I want to get in that, in that next class that you have going on. When is your next class? How do they get involved with it? If you have a training coming up?
1: Oh, you just cut right to the chest she's I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have three new classes coming up. We have one, uh, uh, one B executive class, um which starts on the 4th of june and you can actually go into uh, the e-community on events and you will find our events there and awesome. uh, also you can just on this uh, we will follow the link you can just post your name there for us to call you back we will, our team will be more than ready to call you back so we have an executive program that focuses on people who have been in business more and ceo level Then we have a certificate program that begins on a week later, uh, which I will be running again with Zef. Uh, Zef is my partner in crime. Oh,
0: that's your partner. I love it.
1: Yeah. And we will also be running an identity and destiny class. For me, by the way, Patrice, that's where many of us lose it, when we don't know who we've been called to be. And if you ever want to know who you are, one of the places to start, identity and destiny.
0: I love it. I love it. So so, so go to Project, um, org or NehemiahEcommunity.com and you can go to find a class. You can get friends' classes. You can also email Frank at uh, frank at nehemiahproject.org, right? Yep. Frank at nehemiahproject.org. And of course, you can also make comments there. Some of it in touch with you. So uh, let's go to you, Grace. Um, as the wife of... A corporate executive or somebody in, in a multinational, what advice would you give? Um, you walked it out with Frank. You saw him take the leap. Um, what advice would you give someone who's thinking it right now? Speak to the wife and to the to the individual themselves. What advice would you give them?
2: So, wife of a corporate and ex corporate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Frank said, you think you, you have faith or you know how to be the wife of an ex-corporate husband um, and to manage the home that is now ex-corporate, uh, totally different lines, absolutely. Uh, previously, we had a predetermined salary. So we knew we we're going to do this, we we're going to do that. It was all arranged, you, you did your budget, you dispatched money here and there, and you no, know, the month ended, and you did the same thing the following month. But now, um, 2018, that was different. 2019 was even worse. <laughs> yeah, and uh, now 2020. So I know one of the first things I did when I took that scripture, the first thing I learned. And the first thing I kept repeating, and especially in 2019, there's a part there on that scripture that says, he feeds the birds. And then Jesus says, we are of more value than birds and flowers. And I kept every morning I woke up, I said, he feeds the birds. I am more valuable. He feeds the birds. Well, Our children are more valuable. He feeds the birds. Our marriage is more valuable. He feeds, and I kept repeating it, our pantry is more valuable. He feeds the birds. He feeds the birds. And Patrice, honestly, from that repetition, and if that that was the only scripture I had to hold on at that time. Um, One day in December uh, 2018, I think, Our doorbell rang, and uh, there was a guy who came with his wife. I was in the kitchen, I was having a meal, and he came in with a big 12 12 pack bag of flour. Another one like that. So there was wheat and maize flour, and there was sugar and The rice in huge packages. Now, that same morning, I had said the same thing when I was preparing lunch during the day. I saw the containers in the pantry depleting. I mean, they were so depleted. And I said, Lord, you feed the birds. We are more valuable to you. And Patrice, we had our meal for December, Mm -hmm. January, February and March 2019, right there. Wow. So it, it, is a, it will require faith to be the wife of such. It will require faith to recalibrate, to plan um, week on week or day by day or every two weeks. It will require faith um, to change a lot. And you may, you may get frustrated as uh, you know the wife of one that was that is now ex-corporate you may cry you may be frustrated um, you may feel deserted uh, you may feel like you're being impoverished little by little but then you you have to have a word which you declare every morning even if it's just the same word from january to december (coughs) you just hang on to it Mm -hmm. yeah
0: what a rich, I mean, that is the journey of an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. It's been, it's been so worth it for you guys. When I've come to Kenya, I, I, I say all the time, no one person can pack my schedule with so many goodies in 24 <laughs> hours than Frank. I mean, you know, this guy has a plan. Yeah. So let's talk about the impact you guys have made. Uh, there are some here who are posting up to talk about the impact you've made in their lives. So what's been your greatest reward? Uh, Frank, let's start with you. What's been your greatest satisfaction in those moments where you have to say he feeds the birds, those moments where you have to remember that you've been called, those moments where you have to say, Lord, where are you? What are the, what are the things that has made worthwhile for you? Let's talk about impact a little bit, the impact that, that Nehemiah Prize Kenya has had in a very short time in Kenya. Could you share a little bit of that sum to me? And then I want to hear Grace as well.
1: Yeah, so I, I can tell stories, so many stories, honestly. So many stories of what I've seen. And um, so I, I don't even know who to pick. Let me just say this, Patrice. I have never been in a coaching session, yeah. one, which the Holy Spirit didn't show up and really help somebody. As in, I've seen over and over and over. So let me pick, um, I'll, I'll just say Kenji. Kenji... And when there are some of those guys who amaze me because Kenji, when he starts BE, he starts BE, he's in a partnership, he's doing well, he's moving forward, he's he's an entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. In the guy is a go-getter, he's a risk taker, he's pushing, he's bringing numbers. But during BE, Bottom line, he feels God is leading him a different direction. His partner is not born again. He's going to have to drop that relationship. So we have back and forth, back and forth. He d- finally decides, I'm going to break this relationship. I'm leaving this company. And I'm not even going to demand for any money. I'm going to leave. Just have everything. So he finds uh, one of the BE, uh, you, you know, uh, our, our, our our lawyer and helps
2: helps to have
0: those Wow. We're losing Frank a little bit because of...
1: Well, at some point is without a job
2: yeah.
1: and the guy so anyway the guy
2: starts his own organization
0: wow frank we we lost you a bit there but what an incredible story um of a young man and I know Kenji well as a matter of fact we're gonna have to have him here on the podcast to hear his story. All right Frank so are you back with us? Frank, can you hear me?
1: Yes. Okay. All right. The,
0: the, you know what? When technology works it works. When it doesn't work it doesn't work. Right? But we thank God he yeah. does
2: <laughs>
0: so so Frank you you were saying so Kenji decided to leave his his partner because he's unequally yoked and launched on his own. And then what happens?
1: Then he starts again. Um, by the grace of God, Bauer Connect is born. He scores a huge contract, a global contract. Um, and the guy hires people. So I remember going into his office and remembering what his office was and his new office was looking much better. Patrice, much better than the old office used to be. Only that now he's leaving his purpose, he's, uh, he's taking care of his family, and he's made that transition. My God, I, I, he, 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 he's an amazing guy. He's in our coaching program, of course, doing very well. So I am absolutely amazed. And he will not even move direction. To this day, the other thing about him that's amazing is he he doesn't lose focus. I've been called to sanitize the media with uh, positive information or something like that. And he's focusing on SMEs. That razor sharpness, that's what I hope that Nehemiah is bringing into, into, into Kenya for these entrepreneurs who can build... And I'll give you one last story of resilience. Excellent story. And that's my friend, Ronnie. Um, By the way, Patrice, the first day we launched Nehemiah, Ronnie and Shidi were our special guests. Yeah, So we didn't know where this relationship was going to go, but praise God. Anyway, so Ronnie has an amazing story. Um, They were making food for this factory, and this is a factory, I think, I don't know if it's over 500 or 1,000, maybe he can can clarify, but they make food, and unfortunately, the cholera, there is a pandemic of cholera in Kenya, and people in the factory begin to get sick and hospitalized. What happens is um, they say, because people are getting sick, it must be the food, they close them down. When they close them down, um, they actually have to go, the authorities to come and uh, uh, to do some, their own verification or whatever to check, what's the problem, are you the problem? So the independent inspectors from what we call the Nairobi City Council, the health department, come and check them out and tell them you guys are fine. And the, 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 the by the way, the the guy who had given them this contract with the organization wants to pin on them that they are the problem. But they were not the problem and the organization's own system did not show that Ronnie had a problem, neither their systems, neither their processes, or neither their food. But this is a kick-up, The guys who are doing the analysis Are the guys who are likely to get, um, who are likely to tell Ronnie, you have to give something for us to give you a good report? Wow. The man of God holds on with his dear wife and they don't offer anyone anything to say, uh, give us a a way forward. Um, They wait, thankfully, by God's provision. The inspector who is looking at the thing is the chief, chief inspector, and he's born again. And he says, you guys are perfect. Nobody should stop you from doing your work. Ronnie and the team are reinstated and they go. And that story for me is the impact. First, that they had the quality to go through any process anyone is checking to say that they are doing the right thing. That's a biblical entrepreneur. Second, that they had the character to survive um, or, or any kind of extortion that would happen. Where, By the way, Patrice, you don't need to be asked about it. If you're dealing with government, sometimes you, you yourself, you want to just give it out. But they have the faith for it. So for me, that's what impact looks like. If that's what we're bringing into this market, then we are healing the marketplace. Then we are changing. So I've seen, I've seen marriages that have come being healed. Um, among us, people who are not agreeing, um, even from the very class that we did. I have uh, one one of the men come to me and say, Frank, I don't know what happened, but this B.E. has given me back my wife. That was like, yeah, can somebody say that with me and Grace? Well, (laughs) praise God. So that was, those are just real stories of people I can tell you whose lives are changed while doing B.E. Wow.
0: Frank, I feel like you have, we have to tell him again how to get in touch with you to take advantage of this class in Kenya. So if you want to enroll in Frank's next class, uh, go to nehemiahproject.org or nehemiahecommunity.com and just go to search, search a class and you'll find his classes there. Or You can email Frank directly at frank at nehemiahproject.org. Or just post there on if you're watching on YouTube, post it there. If you're watching on Facebook, post it there. Or um, if you're watching the podcast, just email our office, and we'll make sure you get in touch with Frank. His classes are online. I mean, what a powerful testimony! Um, uh, When you hear that grace, for you, is it worthwhile? And and what what do you have? Another? What's been your perspective in terms of the impact?
2: Um, our marriage. Wow. Um, how do I put it? When we, I was shaken. Yes, I had the word of faith. I kept claiming it, um, but I was still um, on the rocking boat. You know, like the disciples in the storm. And uh, You were like,
0: Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief.
2: Yes, 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 <laughs> Patrice, those are the very words. And when we launched uh, Nehemiah, Kenya, uh, that was 2019, March 12th, um, I remember going for the meeting. And honestly, my husband and I had reached a point where we were we our discussions were need to be, or need to know.
0: That's right.
2: To know something, so we didn't have intimate communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I was afraid um, he was busy trying to make things happen so we can have food and have needs met, and he was just trying to do what a responsible man should do and does and um, he was very busy, he was away most of the time. I was raising five children by myself. And then I saw the statement on uh, BE-1 that says uh, it will require many hours of starting a new business. <laughs> I said to myself, Patrice, how could you profess that this? <laughs> that was one of the days when I attended class. And um, It it was, it it was really tough, 2018, 2019, until 2019, December 20th, Um, by way of miracle, our marriage was restored. Wow. Um, It reached a point, Patrice, uh, I I had mentally walked out, and so I was just coexisting, with my husband to be the caretaker of his children and to be available to, um, to prepare his meals or something, whatever he needs done, put to order. Um, but just being able to stay there and claim that word and claim that word and hear the Lord and it just reached a point. I took a pen and paper and I wrote down um, I wrote him a letter, and um, and I I just needed to pursue reconciliation. And since that happened, I have witnessed a skyrocketing of our finances, mm-hmm. of our marriage, our time together, our children are happy. We do, you know we have not had sicknesses and disease or incidents, or things like that. I would say, um, I just, I decided, I, I, let me break, you know, let me, let me be the one to die. Let me be the one to die. And I realized it's just a wilderness, Grace. I think that the the thing of wilderness had not really hit me until I got to the point where I have to make a decision to walk through this valley and not pitch camp in it. And, um, and that's when our turning point happened. So I think the impact for me is very personal. And I've seen people in class, I have heard of testimonies like my friend Joyce and, and uh, Cairo, those are our very good buddies. And the testimony about the juice business and ronnie and Chidi and Zef as well and the church and the ministry and many others testimony where we were restored
0: wow what an incredible story i'm gonna have to have you guys come back because we haven't got to have my questions for you guys but (laughs) the richness of this because you're really talking about what it means. You were the first entrepreneurs, right? And you're training and coaching people as you are yourself living it. And I appreciate the candor because it means that you have integrity. It means that you're, you're not teaching something you're not living yourself. Yeah. What an incredible story. Um, Frank, you have an event tomorrow, and I want to I highlight that. Because I want to talk about the impact of COVID 19 on Africa. We haven't got to it yet, but we will. So, so Grace, would you mind coming back for another episode?
2: That's all right, Patrice. Oh, That's okay.
0: Incredible. And by the way, Frank, I'm not sure how what you did to deserve her, but she's a beautiful woman.
2: Yes. And, um, she is.
0: You know, if, I you, ever doubted that. That, if you ever doubt that God didn't love you, you just look at her. He said, God, you do love me.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and and grace is evident and and what i want to hear next on the next episode is how you guys got together how in the world did this guy talk you into it i want to know that
2: (laughs) are you sure patrice (laughs) i want to hear the story
0: i want to hear the story i want to hear the story but we'll do that next time but frank you have an event tomorrow and um one of the things that ne- Nehemiah pride, many, many organizations have kind of taken a step back and playing it safe, trying to navigate the terrains, but uh, we chose not to, you chose not to in Kenya. And you've been super serving entrepreneurs from coaching to, to training and activities, uh, biblical entrepreneur classes and so forth. And tomorrow you have, you're hosting an event called uh, Biblical Business uh, Tools, for for entrepreneurs post COVID-19, focusing on Africa. Tell us a bit about that. Who's gonna be on the panel and what can people expect? Um, Mm. And uh, tell us a bit about it. What what can we expect tomorrow? And uh, if folks wanna be a part.
1: So tomorrow uh, on the forum, first of all, Patrice, I have to say I'm very excited about the guests we have. We have some of the top guests and there's a beautiful lady who's coming from south africa um great lady who's been leading the chamber of commerce in durban um uh, you have an incredible guy uh, won so many awards his name is george george is the ceo for optiven Uh, he's on his own he can carry the show let me tell you he he's a big 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 voice great guy really looking forward to hear George Um, uh, you have my pastor um, the guy who's led us and shepherded us through this one He's a great guy I have never known a more honest uh, Christian in my life than my pastor he's very very authentic and and very apostolic in the nation and in the in the in the continent now, you will listen to um, our friend who is the deputy chief registrar um, giving us a very strong voice around uh, government leadership and how we we have a special call to also run that uh, one of the seven mountains which is government. So he speaks as one God, who, one who God has raised. Um, we have two more guests. Of course, we have Shefa from Rwanda, um, great guy. Again, he's been in Africa. He's, he's one guy who's closed very many deals. So you want to hear how to close good deals, big deals financially. And then lastly, one of our great members of, uh, we have a great relationship with this guy as a church. He leads one of the biggest churches in Zimbabwe. Many, I don't know even, they have 15 to 20 branches. He's a corporate guy like me, so he has the entire strategic space. So guys, the point is, can we come together as Christians and hear what God is giving us as a direction of what's going to happen immediately after, after, um, after covid and how do we prepare for the next six to 18 months? What, what are some of those strategic things you need to do? So guys, uh, you, you, you will not uh, be disappointed. And yours truly, Mr. Patrice, uh, great research by the way, Patrice there. Yours truly, Patrice will be giving some great thoughts. Again, we will also be sharing as Nehemiah Project, what do we think God is doing? And we have a surprise in there for you called uh, The Marketplace. So look out for that because we're going to talk a bit about it and how you can digitize your business in Africa immediately. You can immediately digitize your business. And we expect that you can do your marketing and your e-commerce from this platform. So we look forward to telling you a lot more tomorrow. Um, Patrice, um, yeah, that's it. So we're looking forward to tomorrow. We yes. we By the way, Patrice, have of 160 now, guys wow. who, have, who on Zoom who are gonna join. And that's on, not even talking about the guys who are gonna join on Facebook. So we will still be live on Facebook if you have not joined us on, on registered on Zoom, but go ahead if you want to register on Zoom, let us know, we'll send you the link.
0: Yes, yes, go to Nehemiah Project, uh, e-Community.com. Uh, NehemiahEkney.com and then there you can find the event and, and get registered for it or just email our office we'll make sure you get get to it. Um, Frank so the U.S. forum was about 174 registrations so we'll see where it looks like Kenya may outdo the U.S. and that'll be a shame. You know, We like to lead the way so 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 yeah. behave yourself and
2: Sorry,
0: you can get a tie at 173. Sir,
1: but what is it that the US has beaten us in since I came in?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's wait and see. (laughs) Great, you you, you know we have to deal with. (laughs) I
2: live live with it daily. You live with it daily. (laughs) (laughs) Then <laughs> uh, i know
0: how to extinguish it so you know Alex, i love it i love yeah,
2: it not on, not on air not on air not on air i love
0: it well guys you guys have been so gracious so we look forward to your event tomorrow uh we're going to mm-hmm. schedule you guys to come back to the studio and and, and continue the story want to hear how you guys came together and want to hear frank talk about where the where the entrepreneurs are uh, the impact of COVID on the entrepreneurs, on 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 his office and the center, and just what the what Africa looks like in the future. So, with that, before we close, um, let's give them some advice. You know, we always like to leave people with some 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 kind of advice in terms of you know, as they heard your story and your journey. A couple is watching right now, and they're saying, you know what? Um, it's not been easy for us. You know uh, what advice would you give him grace you chose to um to, to make the first step I and mean, that wasn't easy uh, yeah. what i love about this story is you you, you dealt with the reality <coughs> which is, do i recognize that what he's doing is for us but i don't feel mm-hmm. a part of it right yeah. yes and uh and 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 i went to the lord and said lord i'm a victim i'm a victim and I'm sure Gamma's adrenaline said, Okay, okay, you come in. It's funny. I just talked this morning with with two with a client on a situation on a business deal. And I asked one of the clients, I said, I need you to give in. I, I need you to be the be the be the be the adult in the room. He said, But Petri, mm-hmm. that's not fair. I said, you know, life is not fair. You know, <laughs> I said, I assure you this, if you, if you give in. And you take the step, and if you are the one to step up, God are gonna do things you could have never imagined. Cause you know what I've learned in scripture is that when you are right, is when God demands more of you. Mm. Now that doesn't sound right to me. I'll be honest, right? <laughs> Cause when I when I go to God when I'm right, I'm expecting God to say, "But you know now you're right, but let me tell you what I'm gonna do for you." <laughs> Right, but oftentimes what God does to me, He says, Patrice, son, you're right. Let me tell you what I want you to do. I want you to love a little bit more. What? <laughs> I want you. To, wait a minute, God. No, no, no. That's not fair. I yeah. need you to tell her or him that you know. <laughs> I need you, and, and but that's the gospel, yeah. and and that's the gospel because the gospel. It's about letting the word of God work in us so that we might be the word for somebody else and mm-hmm. that the word may work through them and that the word may minister to them. But what we want to do often, Grace, we want to spank them with the word of God, right? That's what we want to yes, do.
2: That's Versus
0: true. becoming the word of God,
2: <laughs> yes. right?
0: So, so, Grace, you, you have, um, so you've gotten I, a PhD in, in the gospel. Right, because you walked, the word. you became the word. So, what advice would you give folks right now who are saying, "Grace, I'm not sure if I could do what I, what I, what you did." And um, I, I don't know, Grace, because I don't want to be a punching bag. I don't. Want, you don't know my husband. He'll walk all over me. He won't change. He needs to learn a lesson. What would you say to them, Grace?
2: Um, during that period, just before December twentieth. Um, I listened to a message where I learned that Abraham, in full knowledge, told his wife to say that she was his sister, to save his skin. And well, when you read the story, she was not defiant. That's what she did. She followed through. They took her to the palace, and um, of course his skin was saved, he was, he was fine, um, but then one thing led to another, one event to another, barrenness in the kingdom, among other things, and there was trouble. And then it was discovered, this is not your sister, this is your wife, man, why did you lie? And the lesson I learned is, if I submit, God will take care of me and God will take care of us. And then God knows what to do with him.
0: Amen to that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he can punch a lot harder than you can.
2: Yes. Graciously, graciously. <laughs> you know, not to take him out because we still have a future together. <laughs> you we know, need to, to get him right. And, um, and this is what I did. And, and it was hard. It was very hard. Um, I think it was probably the hardest thing I've had to do in a very long time and to be the one to accept to die. So I don't know what your husband may do um, and what what he's likely to do and how the situation may end up. But then when you trust God, when you do what is right by God's sight, he will surely protect you. He will surely watch over you. He will surely break any weapons that have been formed to destroy you or your marriage or your children or the business um, or, or whatever it is that is yours, he will protect. And, and that's not, it's easier said, but to do it is really tough. It took me a month to hand over that letter. Actually, there's one letter I wrote in 2018, and then there's a letter I wrote in 2019. So I had bitterness and rage and anger for about two years. But then God helped me just through one message I listened to and I learned I have to be the one to die. So I'd like to encourage you, um, friend out there, It's not easy, but if you purpose and will it and just take day by day, if you have to write a letter, do so. If you have to send him an email, um, if you have to pray and fast or whatever it is you have to do, just listen to him. He'll tell you what to do. God will tell you what to do and follow through and you'll get your breakthrough. You'll surely get your breakthrough.
0: Yeah. What advice. Frank, speak to the men.
2: What do you say after that, Patrice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, Patrice, um, from a family point of view, one of the things I learned is is um um what need is driving Grace's pain? What what is the need? What's that need? Um one of the needs that were seriously punctured for me was significance because I came from being president and I was I was like a wounded lion and I didn't know but what is it that Grace needs so that I can help. Um, and one of the things that Grace loves the most is pure financial um, what is it called transparency. Grace wants to know what debt do you have, for whom, <laughs> when, how <laughs> And when are we gonna pay it? And every little detail, that kind of. I believe that COVID is giving us an opportunity to engage at very open levels. And as an entrepreneur, if your marriage is healed, if your own life is healed, you will find it easier to bounce into levels of creativity and strength that you did that that are un- unanticipated. So, for me, I began to say. Okay, so what, and I'm doing my best. I have to say that I've also learned this a lot from a very good friend of mine called Ronnie. Just um, what is it completely do you need? And so, and meet that need to the best of your ability. Although, my, 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 and, 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 and this COVID, I believe, is a really good time to go back also. So solve the marriage, but don't leave it there. Solve the heart between you and God. Restore your altar at home. Restore your altar, you and God. Find that place that our strength does not come necessarily in terms of source from our spouse. It comes from God. And when that's healing, then we can do this. And then for the business side of things, just come to BE class, we'll sort out the rest.
0: <laughs> I love it. What I mean, this was, I almost feel like the topic today is misleading because people are gonna come in this and and they're gonna be transformed, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we're gonna get into all their business and marriage are gonna be healed. But isn't that yeah. how the Lord work Frank, thank you so much. Grace, thank you. You guys have been so gracious you know you reminded me i'm working on um on a on a seminar that i'm going to do called roar like a lion or wow. the lion of your industry right mm-hmm. and um and and because see you know about that wounded lion right and so and so men all they want to do is roar like a lion and what mm-hmm. i often tell women is even if the lion has no teeth act as though you are afraid
2: <laughs>
0: because he wants to feel like the king that he is <laughs> you follow me yeah. I tell you what a powerful story well thank you so much guys it's been great thank so you. if you want to know more about Frank um, Kitanga and Grace and you want to learn more about their work in Kenya email frank at frank at frank at or you can visit us at Niamar Project dot org or nehemiah.com and there you can get to find a class the <laughs> center he has classes coming up he also have an event this weekend there's still space for you just go and register and be a part you will be impacted and transformed let me leave you with this so we we always leave our our, our listeners with a with a prayer and i pray for you this may the lord bless you mm. and and may the lord Unable you to steward the talents that, you've, that he's placed under your care in such a way that you would hear those wonderful words, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. You've been faithful over a few things. He'll make you ruler over much. Look what he's done for Frank and Grace. God bless you. Guys, okay. thank you so much. Facebook friends, YouTube friends. Love you guys. Thank you so much.